0: Twelves, Welcome to Seahawks 360. I'm your host, Candace Hagens, and it's always a pleasure and a privilege to talk Hawks with you. Today, guys, I got a very special guest with me. I'm with Joe Stevens of Seahawks Talks. Joe, how you doing?
1: Good. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. It is a pleasure. Super excited to be able to talk actual Seahawks football with somebody. Is that um, crazy? It is so crazy. It was, it was like the longest off season ever. My goodness.
1: And, but, and now that they gave us a little taste, now that they gave us a little taste of the preseason, by next Saturday, we're going to be like, man, I can't just wait for September 10th, right? Yeah, I know. The,
0: the first it goes game every game. year. I'm always ready. Like the first preseason game, I'm like, yeah, I'm locked in. And then you're right. Like after the second one, I'm like, all right, cool. Like what, Like, uh, when's the next, like the real games that count. So.
1: Yeah, that's my thing is it It sucks every year because I go, oh, man, it'll be like April. I'm like, man, I just wish it was the preseason. And then when it gets to the preseason, I'm like, man, I just wish it was September. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I appreciate you coming I'm on. Uh, Joe has been sort of on the field. Uh, really, or close, not on the field, but really like in the midst. He went to the preseason game yesterday, um, went to the mock game, right? You did go to the mock game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be going to training camp soon. So I'll probably just ask you all about all of your experiences. But let's start with the obvious, right? The Seahawks played yesterday night. Um, fun game, in my opinion. But sort of, sort of what were your takeaways? What kind of stood out to you about the game?
1: so i guess the first thing is that uh Katie
0: johnson? johnson yeah
1: yeah he's fine i guess they talked about yeah. him so that was kind of bizarre i guess we'll kind of get that out of the way yeah i don't know what happened because i'm kind of just zoned in on the field you know and then my mm-hmm. wife is there with me and she goes why is it they just ran to that guy on the sideline and i was like what and she goes, yeah. The the medical guy ran with a bag to that guy on the sideline. Then all of a sudden, I think it was like right before halftime. Mm-hmm. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but no, you think you're right. Um, yeah, they took him, they, they they took him out, and I was like, I we couldn't even see who it was. We just saw Noah Fant and Ty Lockett walked him out. And we were like, dude, what happened? But I guess he's fine. Like he's moving and everything. I think it was just a scare, so that's good.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and, I saw that.
1: And then, what happened with Eskridge? Do you know? Do you know anything?
0: The kickoff. Well, like, so, there were technical issues for pretty much everybody, (laughs) like, in terms of the broadcast, but they were just saying that, like, I I guess they did the opening kickoff and he got hurt. It seems like he twisted his ankle or sprained his ankle or something like that, but they didn't know, like, the extent to which the cartilage was damaged, so that's that's still a question like the severity of his injury, but I don't know if there's a more predictable scene than that DS scritch goes down on the first play of a preseason. Like.
1: <laughs> my Like And that's the thing. So my wife doesn't fall football at all. Really. She just, she's, she's a, she's a supporter of me. Right. So it's <laughs> like, she's not, if I'm supporting the CIs, that's who she's supporting. So it's like, uh, She goes, man, that number one got hurt on the first play. I was like, he'll be out the first six games anyways. She goes, (laughs) I go, oh, you don't want to know just like domestic violence. And she's like, oh man, I hope he's out a long time. (laughs) I was like, dude, come on.
0: (laughs) Let's see. Okay. We got some comments here. What's up, Brian? Appreciate the shout out. What's up, Brian? He said, Jake Bobo is legit. Yes, Brian, yo.
1: So this is my guy. He was like, before the draft he's like oh man the 49ers are taking jake bobo in the seventh round i like this guy i like this guy a lot and so during the mock game i sent my picture of jake bobo uh warming up and uh i was like this guy will never see the field and then i took a, I, t- I i texted him during uh the pregame yesterday and I go, oh, there's Jake Bobo. He's standing right by the bench, right where he belongs. You know, just kind of <laughs> heckling him. He showed out yesterday. He really yeah. did. So he was on, I kind of put stars of the game. I, I wrote down some stars of the game. Yeah. He obviously wasn't number one, but he was He was on the list of people that I thought. And it's not that play where he was wide open on the sideline. It was that touchdown catch. I mean, he mm-hmm. just smoked that cornerback.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he so. did for, for a guy who's that slow.
1: Exactly. And that's what's, that's what crazy. So it's like, you know, he's, he's kind of, I didn't even think he'd be on the bubble. I thought he was just a, a guy with a Jersey. He might be, but then again, we saw Casein Williams a couple of years ago. You remember him, right? Where everybody is yes. like, Oh, Kaysen's going to make the team. So I don't get my hopes up too high just based off one preseason game, but he showed yeah. out yesterday. He really did.
0: I gotta say this. I give Joe, I give Bobo his crops. Cause I, you know, somebody asked me, I was on with a, uh... Tech Talks ball, you know, 49ers guy. Yeah. And we were talking and talking about Jake Bobo, too, came up, and I said, He's not going to make the roster. I said the same thing. I literally said the same thing. I was like, I've been feeling too slow. I said, I watched him in one on ones, and that guy is too slow to make it in the NFL. But I don't know, man. I mean, he's he's sort of frisky. Now, I will say this one, in his defense, he's been balling out the whole off season. Like everybody's been talking about him. Everybody said he did well at the mock game. Like everybody said, he's just been like showing out in pre-season, like in, in I guess in practices or whatever. So the guy's been consistent, but he is to his, uh, Oh, Brian asked me off. Ted. <laughs> Right. That's how I came up. Ah, uh, oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Now it all makes sense. Brian, it's Luke really Holford, your fault. The culprit
1: is here for the Jake yeah. Bobo questions.
0: Yeah, you are you're officially a Jake Bobo, Bobo stan. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. But so he's helped by the fact that, right, like the DS Gridge suspension, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. he's automatically going to be out for six weeks. And then Kate Johnson's now injured. I think Cody Thompson got injured right before the game. Yeah, Derek Young is out with with maybe a sports hernia. That's kind of weird.
1: I heard about that. I I didn't hear about that until today, to be completely honest with you. And they're saying he might have surgery, he might not. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. things are kind of looking up for Bobo. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to the ugliest touchdown pass I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. Uh, Tim Tebow dropped back and just <laughs> threw the ugliest. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh,
0: uh, Matt Landers.
1: Holton? Holton. Oh, Payer. no,
0: the quarterback. Yeah. Holton. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: He just said, if it somebody's <laughs> out there and like <laughs> threw it up, like, and just, I can I, just. I, when I saw the ball thrown, I just knew it was going to be an interception. Like, I was like, oh, here we go.
1: And yeah.
0: Somehow Matt Landers got that and got into the end zone. What?
1: And it was a it was a weird type of run too, right? Because yeah. these are guys that like, let's be honest, they're more athletic than me and you, right? But they are they're probably not going to make the team. So he's out there running in like slow motion, and like st- I'm pretty sure he stiff armed a guy at one yes. point. And it was the weirdest looking stiff arm that I all put down as one of the like. Just ugliest good plays I've ever seen in my life.
0: The stiff arm was was great. The stiff arm was like my favorite. It's like he wanted to be, uh, like Derek Henry, but like it didn't quite come across. Like like I don't think he ever like
1: fully extended his arm. I think that's why it looked so weird. He was yeah, fifty eight. So that's Derek Hall, right?
0: Yeah, it is Derek Hall. So he's
1: on my he's on my list of stars too. Um, he got called for that. he was the one with the roughing the passer, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, I think he just put his weight on him a little too much. I, I think that's because otherwise it was a fine tackle, but he did kind of like lay on him. So, yeah.
1: okay, well that can that can be fixed, right? right? Stuff like that can be fixed. This is the time for stuff like that to happen. Exactly. I know in the stadium, so Devin Bush defended Jordan Addison that play, and honestly, move for move, he was with Jordan Addison, and you were like, no way. So, I. I looked at my wife before the play I go they're going to number three because I saw they were lined up man to man and they had Devin Bush on Jordan Addison I go okay they're going to number three and Devin Bush made a great play and then they threw the flag and obviously nobody was really looking at the quarterback anymore in the stadium right so they go roughing the passer, and we go he wasn't the passer. Like, everybody was like, what did they throw the flag for? But I didn't really get to see it, so he did land on uh, Nick Mullinson. Yeah,
0: like, it depends on who... Like, I see why they called it, but plenty of people would look at that and be like, it's crap. You know what I mean? Like, it it really is a matter of, like, he just kind of wrapped him up completely and laid on him, whereas a lot of quarter... A lot of, a lot of pass rushers get... They get used to, right, just kind of not putting their full weight or, like, laying halfway and rolling off quick. So... Ticky tacky stuff, but he was consistently disruptive. Like his stat line doesn't really show the impact that he had on that field.
1: No, he was he was getting pressures left and right. And I also want to talk. Let's just let's cut to the chase. Who was your player of the game?
0: My play oh. Okay. My player of the game? Shoot. I don't know. Okay. I'll go offense to defense. I'll go. Boye for me. I was I, I was really impressed with Boye. Boye was kind of a wrecking ball machine. Now Kobe Bryant, I'm sure we'll get to that. Kobe Bryant yep. had a monster hit. But in terms of consistently, especially when the run fit started getting better, it's really Boye who was really kind of getting so after that,
1: it. Yeah. That was that was my number one guy on the list, too. was Boye. Yeah. He had that one missed tackle on the mm-hmm. running back in the flat. Right. And like that can be cleaned up. He looked like he i'll admit he looked like a cornerback on that play, trying to tackle the running back like he just dove for his legs and it's like dude what are you doing you're a defensive end slash outside linebacker you need to body that guy up but there was another play where it was like a a sweep to the outside or a toss i don't remember but that was just perfect run defense looks like michael bennett against run defense i mean it looked awesome and then uh Mike it, Morris looked really good.
0: Mike Morris did look good. Now he didn't I don't know if he didn't play as many snaps. He didn't flash as much on screen as Boye. But of course Boye is a second year player so I guess that's what you'd expect, but I don't know and if they can, didn't play Morris a time.
1: I think they kind of had Morris more on the inside, right? So they yeah. had like they had Boye as It's it's so weird still going from this five man front from a four man front. Because the defensive ends really like a defensive tackle, so they right. have – I feel like they have Morris in it, uh, like, you know, a three tech.
0: Yeah, he was a three tech. Yeah, the tech.
1: yeah and then uh, they had Boye on the outside, but I
0: still don't feel like I saw him a lot. I feel like I saw that Sykes guy, but like I saw Miles Adams even more than I saw. So Moore. I did notice.
1: Yeah, I noticed Miles Adams played a lot of nose tackle.
0: Yeah, he did,
1: and he did a he did a decent job. I mean, yeah but we got to look at who he's going against. Right. Right. So, right. I'm taking everything from this game with a grain of salt because I As know. sure. Yeah. I know everything can't go that well because it went well last night. I mean, we're down 10 to nothing, which the score doesn't matter anything in the preseason, but still right. we're down 10, nothing. And it still felt like we're winning that game.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. There was, a, there was a lot of, there's a lot of important players flashing. Like the, the players you wanted to see flashing, they flashed and, so yeah, I, I say Boye stood out for me in our offense, outside of Jake Boba, who did leave him receiving yards. Um let's see. I might just have to go with him. Now, now I will let me know let me say this. JSN had a really small role, but talk about flashing on screen. Like there was a noticeable difference in the offense between when he was on the field and when he wasn't. You can just, you could just tell. Like, the, the, that's when the offense really started getting going because right before that they kind of had the three and out, three and out and then JSN got a couple catches and we started getting things going so I'll have, his, have him as my other guy.
1: And that that first drive when he had that, he had that catch out in the flat, you know, Drew Locke could have thrown a lot better ball so it didn't get tackled right away. I mean, he was reaching down at his feet to catch that ball and then uh, the guy kind of the defender kind of went up high, but I think if, you know, if, if that ball's placed differently, I think that could have went for a good five, six yards instead of one. So. And yep. how about one hand to catch Jason almost made. almost.
0: If he would have done that, he would have broke the entire internet. That was a great, really. It was kind of ballsy for drew like to even throw that. Cause it was really right behind. Was it kind behind of bad? Thing?
1: It was a bad throw. Yeah.
0: It, was, it wasn't the best decision. It was. But the fact I really think Jason kind of saved him on that one.
1: Yeah, exactly. He was playing good defense for himself.
0: Yeah, he yeah he was, and, and so I I I, I love seeing him. But you know, it's really weird. But to me, the defense was just the story. And I don't know, maybe it's because there's more second year players. Or
1: I was so, I was thinking the same thing too when I was. I was kind of writing down my stars of the game and my thoughts, and it was like, I had to try to put some offensive guys in there because it didn't seem, it just, for one, there was like no real key players other than Jackson Smith and Jigba playing. I think Ethan Brown or Evan Brown, Yeah, what is it,
0: Evan. Evan? Evan Brown, excuse me.
1: Yeah, I think he played starting the game, and then yep. Phil Haynes played starting, and that was the only two really starters, JSN, and those two offensive linemen. So Parkinson played a little bit. Um, he he made a good catch, but he's not a starter. I mean, he's still the third string tight end. So yeah,
0: no, he did play a lot because we did a lot of variety of different sets with the tight end. So he got he got pretty good run as a starter. Um, but I agree with you, but I, I wanted him to get those reps because I'm kind of curious if he's going to be able to step up to be more than that. You know, like, can we see an improvement for him in a way that allows for him to take on a bigger role? Anything that lets us know he could handle a bigger role? I didn't get that yesterday, but it's now, what I would hope to see from him. I don't know. At some point this year, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. I thought I don't have you do
0: not right signed at all next year. Like, is What's that right? That? We don't have any tight end signed at all through next year. Is it just Disley maybe?
1: No, I, I think Disley was a two year contract, so I think this year would be his last. In the- okay, so yeah, I, could really be wrong, I think I- you're right.
0: I think there are like no tight ends signed through the end in- through you know through through next year. So to be even- honest,
1: which is kind of fine because none of them pop for me. Like none I of love them. them. I- really? Yeah, as a group, they're cool, right? Yeah. But I think just. I expected Fant to pop a lot more last year than he actually did. If that makes sense,
0: that's fair. That's fair. But he had to share a lot of rips where they kind of made Disley. They, they they never really made him the number one guy. And it, and maybe it's because of our tight end issues. But to be honest, like I'd rather have three really good dudes mm-hmm. than like the one elite dude and then you know like falling falling off a cliff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. i I like them all. I don't like like if say they bring back Parkinson or Disley or Fan. There's not one guy or I don't know. There's just I think
0: Fan could be fine if he got more touches.
1: I and, do too because there was a lot of times where he where he catch it and he he honestly like he's known for just like making those just simple five yard routes and taking right. it up the sideline. Right. Right. But you just want to see more of that.
0: Yeah. That's true. Okay, let's see. Let's shout out Lil Sponge official says go birds.
1: You're my boy, Sponge.
0: All right, let's see. We got Tony Culp in the house. What's up, Tony?
1: Oh, that's not funny, Tony. That's not cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're getting to that.
1: So Tony Tony's the Jake Bobo guy's wife
0: ah okay
1: channels together
0: oh that's (laughs) fun that's pretty cool
1: yeah um let's get I thought Devin Bush looked awesome I really did yeah
0: he did yeah a little slow in coverage I was I I, there was one particular play that stood out to me but they were struggling kind of with coverage on that on that drive anyway there were these wide open super soft zones so I, I just noticed how long it took him to get to the bed that's still my concern with the with the linebacker room like it's one of my bigger concerns because not because I don't think Bobby will be good or that Devin Bush won't be good. It's just that that's so exposable. Like it doesn't take much to expose having a room of linebackers that can't cover. And if Jordan Bruce comes back, literally nothing changes. Like no one can cover
1: Yeah, exactly. I know.
0: that. That part of scares me, but um, he did have a strong showing in the preseason.
1: Yeah, I thought so for sure. And then, I think he even played uh, He played special teams coverage. I remember him having one really good tackle on special teams. I couldn't tell you exactly where it was or exactly what play it was, but it uh, it was great. And then I thought Kobe Bryant and Trey Brown really did good. Now, Tr- Trey Brown had a touchdown allowed on him. Even that touchdown they had on him, I think it was still good coverage. I yeah. think it wasn't a play where you were like, what is this guy doing? That's what's so hard about this game is you want to kind of dig into a guy, right? You kind of want to go, this guy needs to work on this, but there wasn't a lot of that. There was not a lot of that this game.
0: No, Trey Brown was just small. You you really just saw that he just didn't have the size to match up with that guy. It was a mismatch. And so that's why they took advantage of it on, on on the opposing offense. But I mean, the guy did everything they're supposed to do. Yeah. You want them to get better with tackles, but you kind of understand it's early and they don't really tackle in those practices like that, especially to the ground. So yeah, I got it. I pretty much got it. I, I'm really interested to see, what are your thoughts on the cornerback battle? Um,
1: So this is where I I was kind of getting into the mock game a little bit. So they had Kobe Bryant basically exclusively playing safety in that preseason game. And he looked, he looked really good. I thought yeah, Joe is mid, People. Yeah, I
0: saw that. Yeah, well, first, Tony said we had a good – we both had a great show. Thanks, Tony. And then steve said <laughs> that Joe is mid. Yeah, a- that's, it's true. The faithful are here. They are in the chat. They are in the comments alive and well for sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for supporting.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. Um, Basically, yeah, they had Kobe Bryant playing exclusively safety during that Correct. preseason game. So during the mock game, it was like him and Witherspoon were rotating in and out in nickel. And I got to be honest, I hope, fingers crossed, that Witherspoon can step it up because he didn't. He did his job, but being fifth overall pick, you want this guy to step up and like be the star of the show, right? Like, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba during that mock game, he ran over a dude. He caught he caught a ball right in the middle of the field and ran over like two defenders to get in the end zone, and I was like, "That's our freaking guy." Yeah. And Witherspoon broke up a couple of passes, right? Um, it just wasn't. Just I'm just nervous. I. What are your thoughts on Witherspoon? Because I'm a little nervous about him.
0: Yeah. By the way, I just want to highlight this, Bryant. Thanks. Hit that like button, everybody, if you're listening. Like, make sure you subscribe. Either one of us. Appreciate that. um. But, so I I get everybody's kind of worries and apprehension on Witherspoon. I'm a little bit more go with the flow. Like, I do feel like there's going to be ups and downs with this guy. It all just comes down to expectations. And I try to, in general, like as a rule of thumb – I try to always take the whole expectation things with a grain of salt, understanding that yeah, the higher you're drafted, the more expectations you have, but also understanding that like sometimes that can skew people's perspective on on really the player. And I try not to do that, right? Like so, everybody, nobody had any expectations of Tariq Woolen, so like because of that, his he had up and down play, but like nobody cared, right? Because he was a fifth pick, and I think that's with any corner, like any rookie corner, you're gonna have. Some ups and downs. I, I, I mean, I, Sauce. Even in my opinion, even Sauce had ups and downs. They just didn't call his holding penalties. So, like, I think every every rookie is gonna have like ups and downs. So, especially at that cornerback position, because it's a hard position, man. But for one, I'm not one of those people that's tripping about him playing nickel. I'm, I'm, I'm not. not I'm really not. Because that's an un that's an overhyped concern. I feel like really. In this day and age in the modern NFL, you need somebody good on these on these nickel uh wide receivers guys. Like these slot guys are killing. Justin Jefferson is killing in the slot. I'm saying Brown is killing in the slot. Like, give me Witherspoon on him. Because Kobe Bryant, quite frankly, God bless his soul. But he really got ate up in a lot of games. I mean, he was able to force some turnovers or whatever, but he 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 allowed a lot of yards because it's hard to guard those guys in the slot. So I'm not tripping on that, and I know, I wish that he wasn't hurt right now. I think that's a little disappointing because I think he does need those reps to get a feel for it, but I expect that he's going to show flashes of greatness and he's going to piss people off. That's what's going to happen all year because fifth pick or or not, the guy's a rookie. I mean, everybody understands that quarterbacks taken in the, like the one or two spot are going to have ups and downs, so I don't know why people don't expect that at the number five spot
1: yeah i was thinking the same thing i think the holdout even though it was two days yeah. i think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way it did. and i don't want to say myself included but almost kind of myself included i was I kind of i was on the side of it doesn't matter that much but i was also on the side of dude like get to camp this your first year it's not like it's not like you're negotiating after your rookie contract right right like, this should be set in stone
0: i agree it was a little annoying. It, I I had my limit, right? So I'm like, all right, I get it. Maybe it's his, his agent is playing hardball, but like if he's not back by the weekend, like come Monday, if he's not back, then I'm going to be pissed. But he, he yeah. ended up coming back, so like I was just like, let me just wait and see, right? Like if he doesn't miss too much time, it's fine. But if he's going to be that dead set on it, then like, I was always on the side of the Seahawks. I don't care when they're going to give you the money. You're a rookie, you know what I mean? But yeah, and how
1: often do we cut first round, first round rookies? Like never. Right. We let exactly. Collier play out his contract. He, that guy did not deserve to play out his contract. He did not. Like, if Fetty, you know, uh,
0: the Eskridge, sorry,
1: second round. Yeah. Oh, he
0: did second round, but yes, yeah, still.
1: Yeah, it's like
0: it's they play just, those dudes out all four years, no matter what round they were drafted in. Mm-hmm. with without almost the exception, there are very few exceptions I could think about where they could any draft pick like, yeah, sooner than Nick they had.
1: was the yeah. one that I could think of. but that's literally that was his fault a hundred percent. so yeah. but that's yeah, great. like call Collier, you're just expecting this guy to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Nope, nope. And then, you know, we're paying that guy first round salary. Granted it's not fifth overall salary. it's right. twenty nine
0: right. but still. It, it it was a bust. So I'm just I'm just trying to stay level with it. Like I think everybody's kind of being hard on the guy, and that's maybe that's why I'm I'm, I'm being a little bit more lenient. Really hate these mission, this missing this valuable time, and I'm a little concerned that this is like a hamstring injury when that was already a, a pre-draft concern. But I would rather it be that than like something serious. You know what I mean? Like so I just uh, at the same time like it's better than. Let me not speculate. It could be worse in terms of injuries, and uh, I'd rather let them play that out, and hopefully he can just get the reps in in game. I think either way, again, no offense, all respect to Kobe Bryant, but I think he's going to be better than than, than a far upgrade from Kobe.
1: And I think so too. I mean, obviously we see something in him that's like, we need to get this guy. And I think Kobe Bryant will have his role on the team, right? I just don't.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think he will. I season. think he might. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Hawks fan chatter. Yeah, I really
0: don't know where the Hawks fan are. Where where, where are the guys? I don't know.
1: These Maybe are these are my friends. I do Friday night shows with. I don't know why they're not doing their Friday night show right now. They're uh, they're on your <laughs> deal right now. So um,
0: supporting us, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Thank thank you, everybody. We really but, appreciate it.
0: But no, but, I don't I don't think Kobe Bryant's going to really have a role. I'll be honest. I think, he'll uh,
1: pl- I think he'll play honestly, like defensively, I think he'll play like 20% of snaps. Yeah. I think he'll That's be a rotational piece, uh, you know, a a dime a dime back basically. Yeah. But then, you know, they have Julian Love playing that too. Exactly. But I've never seen Julian Love play a snap. So I don't know. I think I saw him a little bit during the mock game, but like obviously nothing that really caught my attention. So,
0: yeah. No, I think, well, they're going to play Kobe more at safety. They've they completely taken him out of the dime bag competition. But he's a got, week he's ago, out.
1: A week ago, he was. That's what I don't they, get.
0: They are completely taking him out of it. I think they kind of like him at safety. And and then I they, I, they right now, Jonathan Sutherland, that undrafted guy, they've been playing him a lot at the dime. Uh, or not the dime, but the, you know the nickel slot. Like yep. they're playing him a lot. He's undrafted. I don't think he'll make the roster, but they keep playing him like they like him. So I don't know. But to be honest, it was always a stretch for me that Bryant was even put in the nickel position. I never thought that was the best use of his talent. He, to me, he seemed like he almost had a regression of sorts when mm-hmm. they moved him. Because in training camp, all the hype was Bryant and yeah, Tariq I mean- was doing well and the second team, but the hype was Bryant, and then um, they move him inside, and all of a sudden nobody's talking about Bryant anymore, and everybody's talking about Tariq Woolen.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I was thinking the same thing, so I thought Bryant was going to start a outside corner all last year, and then I thought this was the year that Woolen was going to show out. Like, if you'd asked me last preseason, i go, okay, Woolen's kind of going to be on the bench this year, and then in 2023 uh, you know, it's going to be Woolen and Bryant. those are going to be yep. our two outside corners. Yep. But I think Mike Jackson, if he can play at a high level, that's fine with me. And that's another thing people are kind of asking me,
0: right?
1: Well, what do you think about, uh, well, there's spoon playing in the slot and it's like, or in the slot. And it's like, if Mike Jackson can do, go down that left corner position yeah. and we got Tariq on the right side, you know, why not have, witherspoon in the slot if that's the best place for him
0: yeah exactly yeah so i guess we are we'll all right brian we'll talk about brian but i really feel like you're making up just a play on <laughs> on your name but but yeah I'll but, take. Hot take
1: jake bobo and brian comes tonight oh,
0: oh you wish i really <laughs> i i know you really want that but that's that's not happening especially brian now that yeah. I don't even think he'll get Jake Bobo because our our wide receiver depth at this point is not depleted because the depth still looks good, but it's you know they'll need yeah,
1: that's seventeen. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, seventeen.
0: What uh, on offense? Wait,
1: yeah, seventeen on the offense. He's a receiver. Um,
0: oh, Landers? Is that Landers?
1: Yeah, I guess he's I that Landers.
0: That's he made the touchdown, right?
1: Yeah, quick, yeah, he's a pretty quick and big guy, too. Yeah, I don't think he'll Med-Tab make the roster. Light. I think he'll be a practice squad guy. But I yeah. think if, uh, honestly. The,
0: I think Bobo can do it.
1: If there's a shot at their guy sneaking onto the roster, I think it's Bobo. Because he's, he's on the punt team, too. I don't know if you saw that. He, uh, nah. he almost pinned it down. Like. Dixon oh, out, like, the yeah, at the,
0: at the one – yeah, when he tried to, like, not yeah. make a touchback, and that was that was, that was was a great play.
1: Such yeah, great exactly. Play. So he's he's on the punt team, and that's a great way to uh, – that's a great way to uh, get onto the team. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Because he, he's being productive, and like you said, you get that special teams role, it's huge. It makes a lot of difference in the world for you, and since DS Gritch can't stay healthy long enough to be on special teams, you know – well, maybe both. Well, let's be
1: honest. He's not playing the first six games, anyways. So it's like he's not going to be there, regard healthy or not, the first six games. He's, exactly.
0: He's I tall. just wanted to see. I wanted to see him do something, even if it was just preseason. Like I literally wanted to see anything positive, because I can't tell you. So one I, was gonna, I was gonna. bring
1: that up. Um. So during the mock game, Dwayne Eskridge, uh, returned a kick, returned a kickoff for a touchdown.
0: He oh, happy one. for him. Nice to know.
1: Exactly. So he returned that, and it was like 12 or probably 24 hours before that. We hear that he suspended the first six games. So I look over at my friends and I go, Well, you know, that's cool. He's not going to play for us till week. We have an early buy. So we will be week eight. He'll be back.
0: Yeah, I forgot about the, the early buy in regards to suspension. Okay, Steve's got a good question or, well, it's a question. I don't really know if it's a good. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But all right. So if there was no Geno, would I would we rather have Trey Lance or Brock Purdy? Um, Basically,
1: you're, I'll make this kind of a Seahawks question. So we're going against the 49ers next year. Uh, I guess it's Thanksgiving, so it's a late game. But who are yeah. you more scared of? Or are you more afraid of Trey Lance or Brock Purdy?
0: Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. I see what you're doing
1: there. Uh, I'm more, I'm more afraid he, of Trey Lance. God. I'm more afraid of Lance just because I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't, we've only seen him so much.
0: I'm not high on Lance, but that's, but I'm not low on him. I just, I'm also not that high on him. I think Yeah, I, I know he's gotten better with his drawing motions and things like that. And he does have the higher ceiling by far. It's, that's not really a question. Uh, I just know it's really a Seahawks specific thing brock no what brock is good at is taking intermediate all that stuff which if the seahawks are playing their soft cover three stuff any qb can eat it alive. It's why like colt mccoy is like a nightmare to us it's the same reason why so it's it's not 3-0. even for any other reason other <laughs> colt than like three
1: and oh
0: yeah like <laughs> we finally beat that guy didn't we like
1: no we haven't week? no seriously we're only three against colt mccoy
0: no i thought when he played for the for the cardinals it it didn't we do didn't he play that game against the Cardinals? Wouldn't he like the starting quarterback because Mark Murray had gone out?
1: I thought maybe that was one of the games where they were starting somebody else. I'll have to look. Maybe you're right.
0: I, I thought we beat him one. I thought we finally got him. I don't
1: think so. I now still you're don't making think me so. question it. But maybe. Go ahead. I'll look it up.
0: may or may not have beaten Colt McCoy ever, but Go ahead, yeah, I, I don't think, think for we me have. it's a scheme specific thing. I think who is the scarier guy in general though? it's it's Trey for sure. Like he, like I said, because he's got the higher ceiling and because he really just needs to put it together. Um, yeah, that's what I'll go with. I like your spin on that question. That's great. Even though seriously, I wish like Seahawks fans, like if y'all listening, like, please join the conversation, show yourself. I'll highlight you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yeah, so let's see. Anybody else on defense that – or, like, who – did you name all of your stars for the –
1: Yeah, so my stars were Boye, Mike Morris. I don't know what it was about that guy. He just almost had the safety against Nick Mullins. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, honestly, I just want to see pressures. I thought Derek Hall looked good. Devin Bush. I had uh, Kobe Bryant and Trey Brown. I thought they both played phenomenal for what I was expecting.
0: I think Trey was a little up and down, but I I don't – I so. did
1: too. I didn't really. I thought he covered the guys he was supposed to cover, and then that that one play that he allowed the touchdown, I was I could forgive that because yeah. it just seemed like mismatch, like you said, mismatch. And then uh, there was one other guy I kind of noticed, uh, Ferguson. He's number forty-two. Ferguson.
0: Ferguson.
1: Oh, he had I a sack, but doing. that's he had a sack, but that's not what I'm going for. So he was playing outside linebacker. And then you've seen the Seahawks get beat so many times on those plays where the tight end blocks for a split second and then does the out route. And then for some reason, the defensive end thinks, oh man, I got a free run at the quarterback. He just dumps it off to the tight end. So that Ferguson, he stuck with the tight end the whole time. I mean, he made it, he made a great read. He got called for holding on it, but I just liked that instinct. You know, like he wasn't like, Oh man, there's an open shot of the quarterback. Right. I'm going
0: for it. Awareness.
1: So it was just that was nice to see. Um yeah. I guess on offense, I had Bobo. I liked the way that Charbonnet ran. And yeah. he was limited, Worst but point. you know, he was not afraid of contact one bit. He was he was going for it. And then uh that like fourth string running back, uh Thompson, number twenty nine, he had a pretty good play.
0: And uh who was that guy?
1: Forty. Kobay? Kobe yeah, Jack? go back. He had that good little wheel route, right? And Drew Locke threw it perfect to him. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I guess we haven't got to Drew Locke on here yet. I
0: well, that's for a reason.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hopefully we don't ever have to get to him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um well I, I do want to add, go back to your, your list with Mike Morris. I just want to say I think what stood out to me, at least watching it on the TV, mm-hmm. is his first step quickness. I think that's what makes him flash. Like his first step quickness and his explosiveness out of his stance is just, hes he was always the first one off the ball, I noticed, on that line. And it sort of makes him disruptive. Even though other people eventually start becoming disruptive after him, it just makes him a factor. And so I think that's sort of my thing with him. He still, you could tell he's, like, wrong in some areas, but that's really all you want to see from the rook is, like, can he flash? Does he have, like, an elite trait? And I think his size, if they can figure out how to use that guy, I'm I'm excited about his his potential future, but um yeah to go back to the the offensive guys, uh, Co- sh- shout out to Kobach because I think he was a second leading, he's the second highest receiving yards, actually it, it was said, Bobo and then him.
1: Well, it must have been because he had that one wheel route, like I said, and Drew Locke threw that ball perfect too, like the timing of that pass. Where he threw, I mean, he threw it right over the defender's head. He didn't wait a second too long or a second too late. It was,
0: yeah, fun. it was great. That was, that was, that was good. That was good on him. And I guess that's a good, good transition to talk about. Locke. Why not? Um, <laughs> but why don't you start off
1: <laughs> with Locke? I mean, I just,
0: Locke,
1: I just hope, I hope Gino doesn't get hurt. Knock yeah. on wood. That's yeah.
0: Fine. I mean, you saw the improvement based on his disaster of a performance last time we saw him. So, Overall, it was fairly clean. I'll give him that. But again, I. It, he's, not the, he's not the guy. I think he can be a really good backup. I don't know if he'll ever take that next step. And if he does, it'd have to be a, like, basically, he had to do the Geno route where he like learned, spent years and years and years like undoing habits in the back in the the behind-the-scenes game before he really got a chance to shine again because he still makes some of the same mistakes. You could tell he still has trouble reading defenses. And again, like I said, he did pretty good, but also, like, the competition, right? Like,
1: it just – he doesn't – watching Drew Locke yesterday reminded me of, like, just watching any backup quarterback when you know your starter, right? It's like – you watch this guy and you're just like, don't screw up too bad, right? I want as a backup quarterback, I want a guy that you can put into the game and he's not gonna lose you that game. He's gonna kind of keep the team afloat. Right. And that's what I always thought about Geno Smith the last two years with Russ. I think the last two or three years with Russ. I remember we had Huntley one year. But I just want a backup quarterback, Drew Locke.
0: Steve yeah, o. It's Drew Locke, Steve.
1: Um, I just want a backup quarterback that we can put in and like I don't want to worry about him throwing that dumb interception that he threw. Yeah. That's like my number one thing.
0: Yeah. But that used to be Geno's problem is, is like his decision making. So maybe he can undo it. But personally, I'm, I'm not invested in seeing him like do that trajectory with the Seahawks. I was a little, I was a little pissed. They even resigned him. to be honest. Like I I wanted, I wanted somebody else. I wanted somebody else back. I wanted a younger guy. I wanted DTR. I didn't want three quarterbacks. Right. So by the time the draft came around, I didn't like, I wasn't for them drafting another quarterback, but that was solely because they'd already signed Drew Locke. Had they not signed Drew Locke, I would have wanted DTR or somebody like anybody, like somebody that's not Drew Locke. Sorry. He did do v- well, but I would just like the upside of a younger player.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I think I'm kind of on the same, same board as you. I don't think Holton Ayers is it either, or Auburn. No,
0: he's not. Uh, Brian, I got to strongly disagree with you, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope you're trolling.
1: (laughs) Brian, that's what every Seahawks fan was saying last August. And then he got COVID, and we're like, oh, man, you know what? Just wait till he plays the Cowboys. He's going to show Geno up. Don't worry. Drew Locke's going to be the starter. No, he threw like four interceptions. I remember at least the second interception or fumble. He had like four turnovers total. It was so bad. I, I,
0: he fumbled in the um, the game before that. What was it, the Steelers game? Because it ended the game, right? Like he fumbled uh-huh. and then the game ended because like he fumbled.
1: Yeah, and he fumbled. He fumbled last. Uh, was that last night? Yeah, I guess he fumbled last night too. And uh, but it wasn't.
0: I Think he got the ball off and made it an incomplete pass.
1: Yeah, there was like forty. There was like forty-two seconds in the second quarter, and our guys recovered it, even if it was a fumble. So
0: yeah, yeah. So it, I want
1: to. I want to see Locke protect the ball a little bit more. That touchdown pass that he threw to uh, Aesop, the guy from
0: yeah win, win, Wazoo, Esop,
1: win, Winston
0: Winthrop? Jr. Winston, yeah, Winston. That's it.
1: Yeah. So that was one of the best throws I've seen in a long time. Just in in a window, right? But. That's the thing with Drew Locke is you're gonna get those touchdowns that are in a window, but you're also gonna get those plays that like who are you throwing the ball to, right? So
0: yeah. Brian says he still believes in lock. I am so I'm out.
1: us right now. Trust I'm
0: out. Yeah. I'm out. I I was never in. Really, I like was. I was I was like the only I, I don't think I knew you then, but I was like the only, uh-huh. I was hammering, yo, they're not going with Drew Locke I'm telling you I don't even think Pete liked Drew Locke for real like I really don't like he was always like even when they were first like asking about the the rush trade like Pete Carroll was like hoping we can get Geno back hoping we can get him re-signed like <laughs> and Drew Locke at that point had already been traded to the team so like he was praying for Geno even like before the guy ever hit the team so I never was team Lock, and I didn't and I I didn't think it was just because like Pete likes him. I also thought that Gino would be better, but that's because I didn't See have. I, I'm not big yeah. on. I watched a lot of Broncos. My husband's a Broncos. He's a my husband is a Broncos fan. So I'd seen enough of Drew Lock to know that like, that's not the guy. <laughs> it's just not.
1: No, he. I think. I think by about the fifth interception in the preseason last year, I realized. Well, I guess Gino Smith's our quarterback, and then it was really after I don't want to say it was after the first game because I remember the 49ers game last year the second week the offense could get anything going and I go well this is what we're in for all season and then I want to say it was like either the Saints or the Lions game a couple weeks after that I was going you know what fuck it maybe this guy can play football I don't know (laughs) because he seems all right so I'm so happy it's just it's nice having uh Gino back just because he seems like a real guy.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he's a a real genuine dude. Yeah. He's real he's real genuine about it. Speaking of which, I think like Russ plays in like fifteen minutes, so that'll be interesting to see.
1: I'm gonna have it on. I have the NFL network on. Yeah, Yeah. so I think Peyton did say he was gonna play Russ. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know about tonight. I'm hoping he plays tonight. I'm tonight. I'm hoping he throws an interception in the first Ah! Actually yeah, gets actually. sacked. I hope he gets sacked and then blames the offensive line. You know, <laughs> he holds onto the ball for like two seconds too long.
0: I can root for him now. Like his his fate no longer directly affects my um no longer directly affects my team. So like I was actively rooting against them all last year because like well I wanted the pick and so now since they gave us that like I'm good. Like
1: see my train hasn't stopped just because I feel like he's betrayed the city. So yeah. I feel like it was half like, okay, you know what, I want a high draft pick. And realistically, I thought they were going to maybe be like a bubble playoff team last year, not even close, right? Like right. We got the fifth overall pick. But um, now it's just pure, like, I don't like him. You know, it's like how I used to root against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That's how yeah, I'm with Russell Wilson fair.
0: Now. That's fair.
1: So I that's did want to say uh, I wrote in my overall thoughts – I thought, except one drive, everybody made the run fits really well. I don't Mm -hmm. know if we talked about that because that seemed like a big thing.
0: Yeah. Do you have thoughts on um, Jaren at the nose and how that will affect the run game?
1: That's what. So he seems like he's too small. In my opinion.
0: I like it. Okay. Here's my but I like it now.
1: You can clip that saying, here's my butt, but um, here's the butt. He's a lot more athletic than a lot of those centers. He can move a lot quicker, right? So there's the, I don't know. I just hope as long as he fits his runs and sucks up those blocks, I'm totally fine with it.
0: Yeah. So so here's what I noticed. I noticed that if you go back, because I did, go back and looked at the top ten, the top five uh, run defenses last year. So, obviously, 49ers, sup guys in the chat. Um, <laughs> obviously, I think the Tennessee Titans, I think maybe the Ravens. Um, So, anyway, I went to look at their rosters and their defensive lines. And one thing I noticed is that, like, there's maybe one, generally, you no know, more than one, maybe two, guys who are more than 315. Like, if you think about the 49ers roster, Who's the huge massive dude?
1: But are they playing are they playing five man fronts though? Is the question. Maybe maybe I, I he'll be out here. I I heard another thing today. I swear to god, I'm not making this up. There was like there was like five teams that ran the Fangio defense, which is what the Seahawks have transitioned to last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like they average like twenty fourth in the league against the run.
0: Yeah, the, the, yeah. So the, that's one thing that the Fandio defense is made to be more versatile against the pass to accommodate for these higher octane offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're not supposed to be the extreme version of that with Seahawks, where it was so bad against the run <laughs> that people never pass on you. But the goal is to just be mediocre at the run, but because the run isn't what you're trying to stop anymore is not really how you lose games in the modern offense for real. It's really these high octane offenses and how do you contain those that get you a lot further. So in terms of the strategy, you were always going to give up something in the run. Like the, the Seahawks were never going to be as dominant in the run game because they were switching the scheme, but you can be more balanced than yes. what they were. And, and it had a lot to do with personnel, but I think, but it wasn't just the 49ers, right? It was the, Titans, it was the right – like, go if you go look at those rosters, they don't have just these ton – name me a guy that's, like, super huge and, like, just stands there and eats up – like, that's not really a thing. I just think that in Seahawks – like, in, in the Seahawks franchise, it has been. But if you really look around the league, that's not the case anymore. I just think they were sort of – I think the league has moved to smaller – more athletic guys, guys who can be a little bit more versatile, guys who have a quicker first step and don't just stand there and be 340 pounds. Don't get me wrong, they exist, but they aren't don't exist like that in the top five run defenses from last year.
1: Well, exactly, and that's a, that's another thing I've said to people is like, put Aaron Donald in his tackle, I guarantee he'll succeed. You know. <laughs> in case of it. You know what I mean? I guarantee Aaron Donald will succeed yeah. as a nose tackle. Maybe yeah. not. The, I'm never talking shit about Aaron Donald because he's dominated us for so right. long. But maybe not today as much, like, five years ago. But, yeah, he You uh, right. can – that's why I kind of like these guys, like, like even, like uh, – what's his name? Jay Reed and then yeah. – Miles? Miles. Yeah, Adams. Miles Adams. I kind of like it when they can rotate a little bit because Miles Adams could be, he could play a three tech, mm-hmm. same with Jay Reed, but I'd yep. like him to rotate a little bit. Cause you're right. We don't need that one big guy. Cause mm-hmm. if you think about it, even say we have that one guy who's 350 pounds and they drop back a pass, really what that, what's that guy going to do?
0: Exactly. Exactly. that That's really the logic they're going with. And I I, I sort of I don't know if you follow follow uh Matty F. Brown uh of the Seahawks Overload podcast, but he's really nerdy and sometimes he speaks over my head, but I'm learning quite a bit listening to some of his stuff. And so he was talking about how like a lot of what the issue was for the run games were the linebackers had really weird reads and they had and so did the safeties in terms of like how the runs were fitted. Like basically they were like in the first preseason game, they couldn't even figure out the logic behind what they were doing like it just wasn't sound in principle and so I think from what I understand they've gone back to a more Pete Carroll type front seven and like in terms of how they read gaps and run it fit runs the back end is more banjo or Bangio or Vic banjo so I'm curious to see I think that could work because it seems like people know what they're doing more. Like, last year there were so many people that's like, they were like, their arms were in the air, and they're like, what happened? And yeah. people just seemed more sure. I mean, it's preseason. Obviously, half these guys aren't playing. But people just seemed more reactive, I guess.
1: But, yeah, no, and that, that's another thing. I know you say it's just preseason. I I say the same thing. But it seems like, I remember watching the preseason last year, and it was like offense, defense, special teams all the way around. It was like, what are these guys doing? Right. right. Where it comes to this year, at least they're fitting their gaps. Like, right. it seems like everybody knows their role.
0: Exactly. And
1: to the point where I was, I wasn't going to say his name, but I think that was John Radigan out there, number 59. Yes, it was. And I was like, and I hated John Radigan last I hate, year.
0: I hate him this year. I hate him this year.
1: You know I'm what? done with
0: John Radigan.
1: He's not going to make the team. I'm telling yes, you this. Yes, he will. No, he won't. He's not going to make the team. I How much you want to will. wager on it? Let's put a wager. on. I don't want to points. wager
0: on it because I'm going to rejoice for joy if he doesn't. But I'm not happy about it. I just think that the depth is so terrible that they're going to either have him or the ghost <laughs> of BBK on the squad. And both ideas terrify me. <laughs>
1: it just, it seemed like even John Radigan knew what he was doing last <laughs>
0: night.
1: And I, that's where I was Only going. Only in right.
0: run fits. Only in run fits. Exactly. The guy in coverage was like, unrosterable
1: like the guy in run fits last year was unrosterable (laughs) that's true (laughs) so it was like seeing that and then you know what as as much as bbk is just a special teams guy right we saw him yesterday he was flying around the field and he had he had that deal with his leg he had that deal with his leg Uh, shake your head yes he had that
0: lie you really said he flew around the field that guy yes. blows molasses now. Of <laughs> he flew
1: around the field. He he had a couple. That he can't cover. No, not right now. He cannot cover. But when it came to against the run game and in special teams, he was flying around the field. And it was just nice to see these guys playing with. Uh, it just seemed like we had more energy than the other team. And I can't tell you when the last time it felt like that
0: was. That's true. There was there was more aggression. There was more. Uh, you could just tell they get it. And I think maybe it's that that makes you think that BBK was flying because it oh, really don't like, even, don't must even. have been his ghost, like it like it, attached to his back, like you must have just seen the ghost of him like flying. Maybe that's what you saw because because on TV he didn't like he was flying anywhere. He like he was slowly jogging to any destination with which he got. I it was phew, that was tough tough watch. Um. Anyway, yeah. <laughs>
1: Agree to disagree because I think BBK, he wasn't even in the same number. He was wearing uh 48, and I thought, man, who is that guy? 48. He made it. He made a pretty good tackle on like a on like a run play, and I was like, man, who is that guy? And he can
0: tackle. Like, it's just the the time with which it takes for him to get to the tackle and I think is the. You just saw the ghost. It's fine. I understand. You were there, like you know, like
1: you know, BBK. <laughs> Bb Bbk is the next KJ Rye. Right? I get ah. but no, um, I don't. I, but guy, right? that's a, I think that's where uh, this is going a little bit different. So I don't want Bbk or John Radigan to make the team. But it was to a point where I feel like these guys feel way more comfortable in the defense. Those mm-hmm. guys look confident playing in this yeah. defense. And Bbk wasn't even here last year. So. Yeah.
0: You know the guy who who really stood out to me from the linebacker perspective, though? Like, he's kind of underrated watch for me. Uh, What's his name? Patrick O'Connell. Is he 57? 57.
1: So, bro, I was watching that, and uh, just another white linebacker wearing number 57. (laughs) It gave me nightmares from last year. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I was like, like, oh, my God. Why that number? Why that? You could have picked any other number, but instead I'm just thinking – God, what was his name? Cody Barton. Yeah, I wanted to say Cody Thompson, but that was the receiver. Yeah. Yeah. God, that guy sucked last year.
0: Yo, yeah, Cody Barton was guy awful. But but that, so I'm kind of watching it, right? Like, I'm watching on TV, and I'm like, man, 57 is always there, like, making that tackle. Like, he seems like he's really aggressive. He seems like he's making plays. Like, even Pete Carroll called him out in his – um, in his, game. Mm-hmm. Called him out in it because he, he looked good, man. And I, I was kind of like, who is that – cody Barton, Bar- cody barton looking dude like what's his name
1: <laughs> so that's what so at least from the stands like i said i kind of rewatched the uh the condensed game this yeah. morning because i couldn't remember everything and uh boy i was like that 57 why is he on the field like it, it's just something in your head you're like man that just doesn't add up like there's something wrong with this and you're like no that yeah i guess if he can play better than barton and look the same that's fine but
0: yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I I think I had to resign because I'm like, who is that dude? Like, he looks like Cody Barton. Yeah, TV, in person, it doesn't matter. Dude looks like Cody Barton uh, on the field. The number, the the white guy. But he was better. He was better. Like, he actually, like, you know, knew what he was doing. So Yeah, he
1: looked like those those one of two games where Barton looked like a stud last year. <laughs> because there was, like, <sighs> sorry to bring it to last year. But there was like two games, like that Denver game. Yeah, I should say the,
0: year, the that, Broncos game. Dude, he that lit it up. opening
1: game, I thought, oh my god, Barton flipped a switch, right? Like, he's the man.
0: He flipped and that thing right back off.
1: All downhill from there. <laughs> and I want to say there was like one other game where he, I was like, all right, Cody Barton's got something. And then it's like nothing.
0: Yeah, again. I know what you're talking about. It's like mid-season. I think it's like against some random weird team that was like, not the <laughs> commanders because we didn't play them last year, but it was something to your team like that. Like I was like, okay, maybe it was the writers. I
1: something did like want to bring up another thing too. Um, I wanted to say that the ability to stop the screen yesterday was amazing because yes, that's, that's what kills us. Yep. Like any team, it doesn't matter who you could have Freaking Al Woods out there as the halfback. And he'd gain like 10 yards on first down on a screen. <laughs> pass. So, the fact that we were, you know, able to get to that screen and fly the ball and it, it seemed like it didn't matter what defender was out there. We were stopping yep. the screen. And that's a that's a as a Seahawks fan, you completely understand it. It didn't matter if it was a Legion of Boom and yep. it didn't matter if it was the 2022 Seahawks. We have not yes. been able to stop the screen ever. Never. Nope. Unless your name is KJ Wright. He was the only person ever. Yeah,
0: he's a screen whisperer. He was a screen whisperer for sure.
1: I, but it, it seemed like he was the only one forever to stop the screen. So.
0: Oh, he was. Because it, it, that's legit. It was him. It was, so we, we didn't have the inability to stop the screen and the inability to ever do one. But we did like two or three actually successful screens.
1: Yeah, I did notice that. Charbonnet that had well. a pretty good one. I, th- I want to yeah. say maybe it was Charbonnet. Was it? Yeah, or it was, was it when did. 40 came.
0: Yeah, it was one with Charbonnet and then it was one of I can't remember the other guy, but...
1: <laughs> Roback. Uh, row yeah. yeah. I kept... So they kept saying on the speaker, and I kept thinking they said Tobeck, like a, our old center from 2005, and I was like...
0: Kobeck. Koback. That's what it is.
1: Oh, co- Kobeck, That's what yeah. it is. Because they'd say it over the speaker, and I was like... I was like, no way. His last name is Tobeck. Like, that'd just be insane. But no... Okay. Yeah, it wasn't.
0: So that that I agree with you there. And another thing that went well, it's underrated aspects of Seahawks defense. But if you watch the Seahawks, you understand what I mean when I say it was so relieving to get off the field on like, you know, third and 20. Mm-hmm. Like, because for whatever reason, I feel more comfortable if the Seahawks are like three and four generally <laughs> than they are at third and 20, because you can guarantee at third and 20. They're just going to get a first down. Like, it's the weirdest phenomenon, but it can be like the longest. Like, it can be like 3 and 42. And yeah. for whatever reason, the Seahawks are not going to get off the field on third down. Like, it's crazy.
1: Well, and that kind of ties into the being able to stop the screen because a lot yeah. of teams will just run screens on third down, <laughs> on third long. and, and long.
0: Like
1: and against the Seahawks, it's like, might as well run a screen every play, right? So, thank yeah. you, Brian.
0: Smash the like button. Absolutely. Thanks, Bryant.
1: But, yeah, is there, Um, I did want to get – so, the mock game, Bobby Wagner played uh, at least, like, the first half. Okay. And he looked just like Bobby did. Kenny McIntosh looked really good until he got hurt.
0: Yeah. Been hearing about him. I'm. Mean, it's kind of sad about that. I would really have loved to see him in the preseason. So, that's unfortunate.
1: Well, I guess – I think it was a knee sprain – it, they they were scared. It was like something more, if I'm not mistaken. But it is just a knee sprain. Yeah, um, yeah I said Witherspoon looks okay, not great. And I said Jackson Smith and it looks like the real deal. He really does, yeah. for sure. Um, for sure. Which but yeah, other than that, I don't really have a whole lot else. <laughs>
0: cool. Well, that's great though. I think let see, if we hit the hour mark. Let's see. I wish we could have gotten like at least any Seahawks fan in the chat, but like it's cool. Like we got one. We did.
1: Yeah, I saw it. Nice. earlier.
0: Appreciate you. I'll Thank have you. to. <laughs> go call somebody to find out.
1: I, I swear to God, there was somebody.
0: I thought so too, but then I, nobody like they didn't come back in. So anyway, it's cool. Anyway, Sigen. I think cool. We'll, you go
1: ahead. Uh, that's their name, Sijin. They were in here.
0: Oh, Sijin. I miss Saijin. Oh, yeah. Syjen, my guy. Oh man, I missed that. I overlooked you. Shout out to you. Like that's that's one of my number one supporters. Really appreciate you. Appreciate you hopping in. Uh appreciate the support. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll wrap up here. See we got hearts in the in the chat. We will take that. Absolutely. That's
1: the, uh, that that guy right there that just commented, he's like the fantasy football goat. So Ah.
0: Nice. Okay. Sounds like a dope follow. I gotta gotta, gotta follow you. <laughs> all right
1: um, i guess one question is uh what are you doing the rest of the preseason i guess i uh, what are you looking forward to the most for the coming up
0: um i'm hoping we can see a few more start oh you know what underrated thing we did not talk about did you pay much attention to the centers evan I- brown versus olu
1: I didn't. I didn't notice a huge difference. I noticed that whenever Charbonnet got the ball, there was like no running lane to be found. Yeah, no.
0: now that so. was. I think that was a lot with Brown. I think Olu pushed Brown some because Brown just couldn't get any push at the line of scrimmage. Um, he was he was better than Austin Blythe, obviously, because anything is literally better than Austin exactly. Blythe was. But like that, it is a concern of mine. I'm a little worried about that i'm a little worried about the fact that phil haynes didn't seem like he looked great now granted he's supposed to be more the right guard they played him at left but didn't like that what i saw from him and um i'm a little worried i I know everybody's been talking about the d-line but at this point i'm officially more worried about the interior o-line um i think ulu i love love the flashes i saw from him but the running game is obviously going to be his downfall but his size helps him whereas people can move Brown off the block a little easier because he's a little undersized. And, like, Olu's not going anywhere, like, ever, especially in the passing game. Now, in the run, again, he's so young that you can't blame him for not having that, like, you know, in his game already. But I'd like to see Olu go up against better competition because that was a thing, too. Like, it's hard to judge because, like, Brown was playing against higher-level talent. Olu did seem – Olu and Bradford seemed like they kind of got the run game going towards the end. But, again, like –
1: was Bradford? Uh, Bradford was number seventy, right?
0: Right, Bradford was seventy.
1: I wrote down in my notes somewhere today. Uh, number seventy just absolutely pancaked a linebacker. I don't know what drive. Yeah, it he was. did it
0: like twice. He,
1: he you did. You saw like two. Yeah, oh, it was more it like than twice. once.
0: Yeah, I think he did it like twice. He, yeah, because he he if, that's one thing he can do. Like um, no one else can seem to get pushed in the in the run game, and you know people were initially kind of. Confused by that pick because they were like, "Well, he doesn't fit the scheme." And I'm like, "Somebody's got to be able to push at the line of scrimmage, dude. Like, so someone has to be able to get the running game other than, I guess, Jake Kerhan. And um, I think he's gonna be that. I think he's gonna be that guy. He's still raw though. So, you oh, know.
1: also shout out Jake Kerhan's parents and uh, sisters. They were very nice yesterday. Oh, I met them at the game. Nice. So, yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Shout out to them. That's really cool,
0: yeah. So, um, let's see. I, I did I did forget to bring up the center battle. See, you got anything else?
1: Not really. I'm just kind of over the preseason already. I think I think I'm just ready for uh, the roster to be cut down to fifty three and us just to go for it. Who oh, do we you know got what? week one, the lambs, right? Yeah, we got the lambs. So yeah,
0: for sure that that'll be that'll be fun. But I, I forgot the rest of your question, like about like preseason. Um, hopefully we can get some healthier running backs in here and see like somebody else. That'd be good to see. Um, again, we want to see a little bit more starter reps. So really want to see that O line get a few reps together, like the full O line, so I can so get the, a feel for the run so game.
1: You heard the report with Kenneth Walker, right? Like he can run in a straight line now. He yeah. just is cutting. Right. So did you take this the same way as I did? I took it as he'll probably be back for Week One.
0: I think he will. I think if he sits out anything, and maybe they may sit him him out week one, maybe just to be like super precautious. But I don't expect him to miss a ton of time. Um, a lot of people are kind of freaking out about the about his situation, and I'm just like, guys, running backs get hurt. Like I, this kind of stuff I can deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like hamstrings, that kind of thing. Like I just like. Running backs get bruised up, and that's kind of to be expected. You just want it to be something that they can come back from in three like, like three or four weeks. Like, that's what you hope for.
1: And then I did want to kind of ask you, I completely blanked on this the whole time. Sorry yeah. for taking all your time. Bron- no, no, you're good. The Broncos, Russell's about to get his ass kicked here in about, well, the Cardinals are on offense right now. but oh, okay. Um, I did want to ask you what are your thoughts about maybe signing another running back off the street not quite like a big name like dalvin cook or kareem hunt but yeah. we do have 10 million dollars in cap space so do you think there's anybody that we could look at um
0: yeah i think you can get playing guys off the streets um i i could see how they want to wait because you can plug and play that i mean like yes. look how alex collins turned out to be pretty good for us and that was a last minute like thing so you know, I'm cool with that if that ends up coming up. Last year they did have five active running backs. So it wouldn't be anything different. I sort of noticed that this year they only had four, but I was okay with their decision because those guys are more versatile. Last year they had a lot of one trick pony guys. And this year, I think pretty much everybody can do everything. Everybody can be a receiver. Everybody can run the ball. Everybody can they have different styles, but they all kind of complement each other very well. So we'll see. Um I expect at some point, even if it's not at the beginning of the of the regular season, mid year, at some point they'll got to pick they'll have to pick somebody up.
1: You know who I am kind of bummed out that they didn't bring back this year is uh that running back Godwin be I-
0: Igboobi, yeah.
1: He was a great kick returner last year. I don't know why they didn't bring him back because for that alone, I mean, I just thought he had a. He had a knack of finding holes and kick returns that I liked. And he wasn't
0: that bad when they played him in, at the running back spot compared to like Tony Jones Jr. I, I was
1: I was blanking on his name. I just saw thirty two in my head, and I was like, "God, who was that?" Speaking of thirty two, yeah. Jerick Reed looked really good last night.
0: Yes, he did. So. Yes, he did. Yeah, so a lot of like, like overall, it's a lot to be excited about. I know we got some worry works in Seahawks Twitter. Some guys wringing their hands over things, but I think the team's in a pretty good spot. There are some things to be concerned about, but you just kind of got to play those things out. I think the run game and the defense, the, like the run defense, will be way better than people are thinking. I think the offensive line will be worse than people are thinking, <laughs> and I think that the wide receivers' talent is going to shine no matter really what happens. That seems to be pretty. I mean, we're pretty deep there at this yeah, point. For
1: real. Well, sorry for taking all your time. I'm no, no, sorry. you're good, man. You're good. Over.
0: Anytime we're talking ball, I'm always content. So why don't you just tell people where they can find you? And um, you know, if you got anything going, feel free to plug plug that plug it in there.
1: <laughs> plug that bitch in. Um, <laughs> I knew where you were going. Uh, um So I'm Joe Stevens at Seahawk Talk. You can find me on YouTube at Seahawk Talk. And uh, right now I'm about to hop in our Friday night call-in show at No Border Sports with a bunch of 49ers people. So if you want to come in and kind of talk shit like they did to to, uh, us, you know, go ahead and find them. What do you got going on the rest of the week or weekend, I guess?
0: Yeah, we'll see. Well, I think I'll probably wait to the next preseason game to do a reaction. I, at some point, I'm going to do a Parson Pete series. I've just kind of been waiting on the right press conference. i had have to do it when, like, I take up cuts of what he's saying and, like, try to interpret it. But it's been kind of straightforward lately, so I haven't really found, like, a, a press conference that I thought really needed translating. So, I don't know. We'll see. But Looking for the right time to do that. But just going to continue to cover the preseason. And, um, you know, I guess, like, I, I'm not going to actively root for Russell Wilson's downfall, but obviously – I'm sure that'll be a topic in my next podcast, just because why not?
1: I will. Let's ride, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's always a blast to have you. Um, hopefully, everybody can make sure to follow Joe on Twitter. Uh, you follow the show at Ethos Seahawks. Um, be sure, you know, we try to do polls, analysis, all that. So, make sure to follow us. If you listen on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe we appreciate all of you guys appreciate everybody in the comments 49ers fans were faith the faithful were in full effect they were faithful appreciate you guys and as always i'm out at- that's it I- that's all i got and as always go hawks
1: go hawks